Hendrix on the mic. He's kind of starting to talk now. I think he's kind of actually just pooping. And if you hear like squeaks and squabbles in the background, he's down here podcasting with us today. Yep, he's trying to poo. (laughs) Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parent. Welcome. We are your hosts, Jamie Otis. I'm Douglas Hayner. And this is answering your questions. So Always great to get personal. Yeah, I've gotten so many questions about home birth, about being a mom of two. How is Gracie handling being a big sister? And so many more things. And I figured we may as well just dedicate a whole podcast episode to answer your questions. Yeah. Because, I mean... Why not? (laughs) And plus, it's always nice to share some quarantine tips. Quarantine tips? Well, to make you feel like you're not alone. I'm sure we're not the only ones that aren't letting our family over or touch the kids at all. Where did you even come up with that dog? Quarantine tips? Yeah. I mean, I want to know how people are living in quarantine. So this is a great way to get into that. You're so funny. There he is. He's talking. (laughs) So anyways, I put a question box up on my Instagram page and I told you no questions off limits. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you've been following us for any amount of time, you know that we are like... Yeah, pretty personal. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just share it all. I am queen of TMI and I'm okay with it. And I love awkwardness. (laughs) So we're a great pair. Yeah. But no, I just think that like it's silly to hide anything or be shameful of anything for the most part, because we're all just only human trying to do the best we can day by day. So we're pretty open and honest about everything. But yeah, so we're going to answer all of your questions. But first, I want to give a big, huge shout out to our five star review of the day. Yes, and this one says BLM thank you, and it's from Fay Bay Area, who leaves a five-star review, says, I love you guys since day one on Married at First Sight. I relate to your fertility journey so much and can thank you for sharing your entire journey. But now more than ever, I am so happy I follow y'all and I will always support y'all. Thank you so much for using your platform to speak up about racism. I'm a black woman and I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for standing with us. And even in these trying times, you have all been a spot of positivity and of love. Love, Faye. Aw, Faye. Thanks, Faye Bay. Yeah, I think she's from the Bay Area, Doug. I know. Faye Bay Area. I like the name Faye Bay, though. I kind of like that nickname. I wish I could call her Faye Bay. But... (laughs) Anyways, honestly, we will always stand with the black community. I think now more than ever, it's going to take people from outside of the black community to speak up and to raise awareness because obviously black people are well aware of this whole movement and they've been pushing for this movement. And quite frankly, I think it's great that it's in the news and in the media and gets people talking, but it's also going to take a lot of white people to start to really have the conversation and use a platform like this to share their thoughts and speak to the next generation. Yeah, I totally agree. Like truly in our house, I have been educating myself as much as I can about the black community and racism and how I can do something different as a white privileged woman to raise my children to love every skin color and skin tone. But in other news, Hendrix is officially a month old. I can't even believe it. My baby is a month old. It was a month ago that I pushed nine pounds, four ounces out of my vagina. Yeah, and then he lost weight and now gained a ton of weight. Yeah, so today, actually, I had his doctor's appointment for his one-month visit, and he weighs 12 pounds, six and a half ounces. That's my boy. He is in the 98th percentile for weight. That's my boy. He is such a big baby. 
And what's really <laughs> funny is that, you know, I mean, it hurts when I nurse him still. I'm not going to lie. I keep on saying I'm going to reach out to that specialist with the tongue ties and whatnot. And I still mm -hmm. haven't done it. It obviously doesn't hurt that bad because <laughs> he's A, gaining a ton of weight. B, yeah. I'm still feeding him. But it does. It just like pinches. It's like when he latches on to me, it just like pinches and pinches. But then doesn't it get better? It kind of gets better. I Honestly, I just think my nipples have toughened up. But yeah. and I know that that's not a good latch. I know that it shouldn't hurt at all when you're breastfeeding. So I'm just thinking. Is that true, though? I mean, I feel like that might just be a saying. No, it, it's true. And some women don't have any pain. I cannot imagine that if they have no pain. But anyways, there are women out there that say they've had zero pain nursing because I've asked them. <laughs> and yeah. they said so. Anyways. Well, wait, you nursed Henley for about a year. A full year. Did it get better? It did get better. At this point with Henley, I was having no issues nursing whatsoever. Ah, okay. And that's why I'm like, okay, so I might want to go see the specialist because maybe he does have like a small tongue tie or lip tie. Yeah, and well, it's obviously not affecting his eating. Yeah, which that would be the issue is that it would right. affect his eating and he wouldn't grow and gain weight. But um, I don't think he's having that problem. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> you're going to just start pumping soon. I know, actually, I've got to start pumping because then you can give him a bottle and I can sleep. <laughs> oh, that sounds like heaven. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, my birthday was this week and I was literally thinking, why have I not started pumping already? Because I could have used my birthday as an excuse to say, Doug, you get up with the baby Perfect all night. excuse. That would have been a perfect excuse. <laughs> but I failed at helping myself out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wake up to breastfeed and then you just hand them off. Yeah. I don't always wake you up though, because I'm like, well, I'm already awake. And honestly, this is why I have to film you in the middle of the night and share on Instagram because you sleep like a dead person. You sleep in the most contorted ways <laughs> with like drool going down your face. And obviously I never really catch on to it until I'm up all night nursing. And I did That's this with funny. Henley and I'm doing it now again with Hendrix. I just snapped some pictures of the way you sleep because it's just like, it's almost scary. You sleep like a dead person. Why? What do you mean? You contort yourself and like... Like an exorcism? No, I don't know what that is. But like one time you had your hand in such a way that it looked like... It was under the pillow, but it was like your right hand and it was like under the pillow and it just looked like the random hand was just laying on the bed. And I straight up took a picture of it because I was like, this man is like, I don't know where he comes from. Oh, that's awesome. He's like an alien. You're such a creepy person. I know. It is kind of creepy that I I like watch you sleep. Oh, what funny. else am I going to do at 3 a.m. when Hendrix is <laughs> nodding off on my boob while he's eating and I'm the only one awake? <laughs> okay, so now enough about how awkward and scary <laughs> my husband is as he sleeps. We wanted to answer your guys' questions. And so, you know, we wrote down your handles, but some of the questions I'm telling you, you guys have like the same exact questions. So I would have to write down like 10 different handles. So if there's more than one person who asked the question, then we're not going to shout out any handle because that would be a ton S -O -L. of shout outs. S-O-L. What's that mean? Shit out of luck. Douglas. That's Sorry. not nice. S-O-L. What has gotten into you? <laughs> All right. So the first question, and by the way, these are in no particular order whatsoever. They're just kind of like as they came in. And just who we like the most to the least. <laughs> no, but they're in no particular order. And we're just going to answer them kind of like rapid fire. And hopefully we can get to everybody's question because there are so many questions. There are a lot of questions here. Yes. So at Be Still, our trying to conceive journey asks, how did you deal with anxiety in early pregnancy? Do you have any tips? I got to be honest, it is so hard when you're pregnant, especially after having a loss. But even if you haven't had a loss to just know that one in four women go through a loss, it's very, very scary. And so 
the anxiety just kind of creeps up on you. But one thing that I did was I would take it day by day and I would just think about all the positives that were happening. And so like with Hendrix, I didn't bleed. So if I wasn't bleeding, I was like, I didn't bleed. You know, if I didn't feel nauseous, I kind of didn't like it because I liked feeling nauseous. It made me feel like, yes, I'm definitely pregnant. So anytime that I did feel nauseous, which happened real fast, (laughs) then I would just be thankful for the nausea because I was like, yes, I'm pregnant. In the early part of pregnancy, you can't even feel the baby move. So any signs that would prove that I'm still pregnant. I just ate them up and just focused on that. And I also did a lot of meditating. To be very honest, I still do a lot of meditating. There's a free app. It's called Insight Timer. And if you want like the best person to follow on that app, and it's also free, his name is Kenneth Sores. And he does these like really nice, like positive, Doug has to listen to him. I feel like he's my other husband. I've never met him, never talked to him. But I listened to his sleeping. He talks like this. Yes. And if you hear he my goes, voice. He goes. And the children. No, he goes, welcome. No, you're dear making soul. him sound like Dracula. No, this is how he comes. Like, this is how he talks. He's <laughs> how he comes. <laughs> what the? You don't have to get perverted. No, he goes, welcome, my dear soul. My name is Kenneth Soros. And with my heart, I welcome you. <laughs> and then, like, one part that I love that he says is, you are free to move because you are in control. And I don't know, something about his voice in this meditation, I just fall asleep to it and there's positive affirmations in it. And I really think <laughs> that that helped me a lot. Thank God for the timer because there's been times where I shut it off and thank God it goes off on its own. What are you talking about? Like, what do you put it on for 20 minutes? It doesn't only have a timer. Really? It does. It has like a length. It no, counts well, down. That Yeah, that's because that's the length of that episode. So uh, some of them are like an hour and 20 minutes long. Some of them are like 20 minutes long. Uh, and the great thing about this is that they're all free. So if you're into trying out meditation, <laughs> that's how I started off. I just tried it and I just listened to it. And then I started realizing like how to do it. And it genuinely helps with anxiety. So yeah. I said these were going to be rapid fire answers and I'm not <laughs> rapid firing. So I think though, from a guy's point of view with dealing with anxiety and early pregnancy, we don't feel the baby. So after you go through a loss, for me, it was just waiting until the belly showed. Like I didn't really have any anxiety in the beginning because I was just numb to it. I don't know. It was just, it was weird. Yeah, it's hard to get attached. I mean, I don't think I ever got attached to Hendrix all throughout my pregnancy Mm -mm. because I was just too scared to, which is so sad. I would just keep myself busy. But a lot of people have asked, do you want more kids? And if so, when will you start trying? How old will Hendrix be when you start trying again? Probably 20 people ask that question. So this is a popular question. When did we start after Henley? After a year, right? No, six months. Six months we started trying because that's when... Six months after she was born? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then we kind of pressed pause for a couple months, but then we went back at it again. And yeah. um, it was about 18 months total. I would say probably about a year. Um, I we'll would start say six probably months trying. Again. I'm going to start trying. I don't know about you, but I'm going to start trying it six months again. So the thing about six months while you're nursing is that they say that for the first six months, breastfeeding is like a solid form of um, birth control, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the, tough to get pregnant while you're nursing. For the first six months. But after that, it's kind of like... Open season. Yeah, you can start <laughs> trying. And so where I want to start trying great at six months, Doug, because if we have to wait another 18 months, I'm not getting any younger, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean that. And I actually happen to love getting older, but... We do want to have more kids, obviously. And we want two more kids yeah, to have... A... I think we'll see after kid three, oh, whether no, we want to having... start right away or have another one, you know, in a couple of years after that. Oh, we're definitely having another one. So yes, so we would love to have, for sure, two more kids. 
Doug thinks only one and maybe two, but definitely two. One, maybe two, two I think. I two think is going to be the max. Two is the max that I'm going to push out of my vagina, out of yeah. my body. But we definitely want to adopt. We may want to adopt. I really want to look into and it. I'm not a definite. Okay, so we're going to still fight about that, but we won't do it right here on the podcast. Any update on the Florida house moving down there? So we did buy a home in Florida. We did. In the midst of the pandemic, we weren't even there for closing, and we never shared about it on Instagram or anywhere. Yeah, it really didn't feel appropriate. It definitely wasn't appropriate. I mean, there are people losing their jobs because of this pandemic, and we are fortunate enough to be able to buy a home in Florida we are buying it in order. It's like an investment property, essentially, because mm-hmm. we're buying it in hopes to be able to rent it out. The fact that we could afford it, the podcast never died down and we have, you know, a job. And, and- my job still like I never got laid off. And I'm very fortunate that the software company that I work for, it's in an industry that hasn't died down during the pandemic. So I've been able to keep my job and everything, you know, where other people really aren't so fortunate, including my sister and family members. But yeah, neither here nor there. We, um, you know, we're both still working and we were able to afford it. The crummy part though is that we bought the house and it's just down there. <laughs> we have a pool person, we have a landscaper and we haven't been able to get down there to furnish or yeah. do anything. So hopefully, you know, towards the end of the summer and fall, we're going to head down. Yeah. So we closed in April and it's now June and we have yet to be there ourselves. So right. we're hoping that the neighborhood's a good neighborhood because <laughs> there's nobody watching the house. Okay, how do you keep the romance alive and have things changed in that department going from one kid to two <laughs> kid? This is from at Christina1123. Yeah, there's been no romance, I don't think, for well, a while. I mean, I mean romance, but not thank any, you very much. any sexual activity. Uh, this might come as a surprise to some of you, but anybody who's ever had a baby or been pregnant recently, maybe not a surprise to you. We haven't had sex in six months. Mm. Easy. Maybe yeah. longer. We were going at it like rabbits trying to get pregnant, and it was quite fun, actually. Yeah. And then I got pregnant and was terrified to have sex. So the first like trimester, we didn't have <laughs> sex at all. Yeah. Because we were just scared to have sex. And then- Jamie takes a stance of if she can't get off, then she doesn't want to do Douglas. anything sexual. Douglas. True or false? That is true. Yeah. I know that's a bit selfish of me, <laughs> but I'm also growing your baby. Or, I know. And... I'm just saying, I'm answering the questions rapid fire. Okay, well, you sound like you're a little bitter about that, but... No, just, yeah. Yeah, you are bitter about that. A little, Yeah, you are bitter about that. (laughs) But listen, I am growing your baby. I'm exhausted. Uh, I get it. Yeah, so basically we haven't had sex in a really long time, (laughs) and uh, romance has kind of died down when it comes to sex life, but we're still romantic. Yeah. I like to cuddle with you. Every single night I curl up behind you (laughs) now that my stomach's not in the way. Tell me to roll over. (laughs) (laughs) So I can cuddle behind you. I like being the big spoons, my fave. Okay. Ashley underscore Liz underscore asks, any tips for having a home birth? Things that you do differently or any advice that you might have? Okay. So I feel like the home birth. I want to start. Okay, sure. I am in full belief that this should be a woman's decision because everything's going to be happening, you know, through the woman's body. And first, you need to really make sure that you're a low risk pregnancy, meaning that you're able to have a home birth and then you have to commit to the idea. You can't go back and forth. You cannot be one foot in, one foot out with a home birth. Decide on one or the other and then set your birth plan around that because 
it took me a little bit to come around to the idea. And the only time that I settled was when I fully committed and said, okay, this is what we're doing. And this is what we're going to start to prepare for. We had a backup plan. I mean, obviously you have to have a plan B, but commit to either one or the other. And the only thing that I would do differently that I honestly never thought that I was going to be into is that I would have a doula there. No joke about it. So your midwife is someone who is trained to deliver the baby and to take care of the baby and the mom like during and after delivery. But a doula is someone who is trained to help a mama while she's laboring and she's 100% for the mama. I didn't think I would need it as a labor and delivery nurse. And as someone who's already had a baby, I was like, I don't think I need a doula. Like I have my husband to support me. Let me tell you, the midwife brought her assistant and her assistant was trained as a doula first. And let me tell you, she was heaven. She was just so calming and relaxing. She literally fanned me because I was hot. It was amazing. I highly recommend a doula. And speaking of that, we're going to have a doula on the podcast. So if you guys have any questions for a doula, definitely give me a shout out about that. And I'll be sure to ask her the questions. And before we go any further, I want to talk to you real fast about Taking out your hair extensions? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram story this week, but I have had the same extensions in since we were in Florida shopping for the house, which was, as you can imagine, months and months ago. And girlfriend had it in way too long. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was literally like one huge dread at the roots. And I had to have Doug basically cut the extensions out because I, I couldn't do it myself. We obviously the salons aren't <laughs> open and we're still quarantining. They are opening now and but we're still quarantining. Like I don't really want to risk it still. So, anyways, I had Doug cut out <laughs> my extensions. And I thought for sure that I was just going to have a bald spot there, but I was able to just put a ton of conditioner in my hair in the shower. I'm a professional. Okay, right. If anybody after the pandemic, if anybody needs their hair extensions cut out, let me know. (laughs) I guess I I could recommend you. You were pretty good at it. So I ended up going in the shower with conditioner and just like slowly like unknotting and wadding my hair. But I lost so much hair because of like yeah. not taking care of my hair with these extensions in. And, you know, you don't hear that from women a lot about thinning of hair. You know, I am obviously thinning and a little self-conscious about it, but I've taken some steps to kind of remedy that. But you don't really hear women talking about thinning hair a lot. Yeah, but nearly half of all women experience it as early as age 40. And if you're one of them, you know it can feel scary and stressful, which only adds to the problem. Well, I mean, especially now, like in a time where self-care is so important, especially the state that we're in, and every day is an opportunity to skip out on damaging styling tools or chemicals and focus on better hair growth from within. Absolutely. So the truth of the matter is that I don't think I'm the only one who has had hair loss and mine may have been just from pregnancy slash extensions, but there are 30 million women who experience hair loss. It's not openly talked about. It's kind of sad. So, you know, sometimes if you're going through it yourself, you can feel super lonely and it's very, very frustrating. But it's honestly, it's time to change the conversation. It's time to actually join the thousands of women standing up for their strands and... (laughs) Kind of like they're friends. Yeah, no, but seriously, you know, I'm a wide open book and I think it's really important to share like if you're experiencing hair loss or whatever it is you're experiencing because you're not going through it alone. And, you know, we're big proponents of drug free therapy and Nutrafol is a physician formulated 100% drug free product. They use natural clinically effective botanicals for better hair growth through whole body health. 
So yeah, if you visit Nutrafol.com and you take their hair wellness quiz, you're going to get customized product recommendations that put the power to grow thicker, stronger hair back into your own hands. And when you subscribe, you'll receive monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. Shipping's free and you can pause or cancel anytime, which I think is important because I hate the subscribes where they just keep sending you stuff and you're like, how do I stop this? Because I don't need any more. <laughs> this is great because you can pause it if you're like, oh, I don't need that right now. You don't have to just keep getting it. <laughs> and it helps you achieve your best hair growth naturally. There's just one more thing that I want to say before we move on is that the biggest question I think that I have or anybody would have is like, does this Nutrafol actually work? And the answer is yes. 77% of women saw improvements in just 90 days. So I don't know about you, but I am genuinely trying this myself because my hair, I mean, I showed you, it's like ratted to a knot and it's just, it's so damaged. So I'm so excited to try this. Yeah. And anybody that is out there, if you are looking for a way to grow your hair naturally, grow thicker and healthier hair, definitely check them out. You can go to Nutrafol.com and use the promo code HMCP to get 20% off. This is their best offer available. Yeah, this is their best offer available anywhere, which I'm like a big fan of because I'm like, wait a minute, can I get a better discount someplace else? No, you can't. So you get free shipping on every order. You get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, promo code HMCP. That's 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code HMCP for hair as strong as you are. I am so excited about this partner that we have for the podcast this week. It's Warby Parker. If you haven't heard of Warby Parker and you wear contacts or glasses, seriously, you're going to love this. So I have been wearing contacts, you know, since I was a teenager, really, or eyeglasses. And I even had LASIK surgery because I was trying so hard to not have to wear glasses or contacts. My mom has been wearing contacts for her whole entire life, and now she has to have retina surgery. I wonder if she has hard or soft lenses. But anyways, Oh, she has hard lenses? Who wears hard lenses anymore? She had one hard and one soft, I think. What? That's just even stranger. But anyways, okay, so Warby Parker. I am so excited to tell you guys about Warby Parker if you haven't heard about them. So obviously, you know that like eye exams and eyeglasses and especially prescription sunglasses, like those things are so expensive. But Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, contact lenses, all of it. Yeah, so glasses start at $95. That's including prescription lenses, sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. The cool thing about this is, and I did this myself, so you go to their site and you take a quiz. You can order a home try-on kit. They're going to send you five pair of glasses of the glasses that you choose from their site so you can try them on at home. You can show your friends. You can wear more different outfits, whatever the case may be. You can actually wear them longer than just two seconds at the eyeglass store. You wear them, see if you like them. And all you got to do, if you don't like them, you send them back and you don't have to pay for shipping. They have a pre-labeled package for you. So you don't pay for shipping and you get to actually see how the glasses look, feel them out, test it before you buy them. And from what Jamie had showed me, I mean, they have styles that range from having an extra narrow face or an extra wide fit. It really can fit everybody. Yeah, it's honestly amazing. And it's way more affordable than, you know, some of these glasses that you get at the store. So yeah, if you guys want to, you should totally check out Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses, try them on at home for free for five days, and there's no obligation to buy. You know, it ships to you for free, and it includes a prepaid return shipping label. So you just try the five pairs of glasses on at home for free at warbyparker.com slash hot marriage. 
That's Warby Parker, W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com slash hot marriage. Yeah. I'll definitely be putting a poll up on my Instagram just to see like which ones you guys think I look best in. My husband will probably tell me <laughs> one pair and <laughs> then I'll still ask you guys. Well, I think that's one of the coolest parts about this is because you get five pair of glasses and you can wear each of them in front of your friends and see which ones get noticed. Yeah. And you can wear them longer than two minutes at the store and see which ones are most comfortable for you. So yeah, it is pretty cool. But anyways, let's get back to the questions now, Doug. Okay. Okay. This is a great follow-up question to the fact that we haven't had sex in (laughs) over six months. I would actually like to know this answer. Okay, so the question is, when will you start having sex again? And what is it like having mismatched libidos? So, you know, if anybody's new around here, my husband, Doug, has a libido that, I mean, I don't know anybody can I have a very good sex drive. Yes, he has a very healthy sex drive. And maybe mine's not so healthy because I could... (laughs) I don't feel actually I have missed having sex, which is kind of crazy because that's just because it's been half a year. But like, I could probably go like a week without having sex and be fine. (laughs) Maybe even two. (laughs) I'd be okay with that. Why not three or six months? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why Why not? No, I mean, so when are we going to start having sex? Well, we can't have sex until I'm like cleared by the doctor. So the six week checkup, which is in two weeks. And honestly, my vagina, I feel like it was destroyed from having my son like yeah we need a doctor's note before we start having sex again (laughs) like truly though like i was sore like you wouldn't believe downstairs i mean he came like lightning out of me and he just i feel like he tore me to shreds like no joke you were on bed rest for a while yeah so first we're gonna get the note from the doctor saying you know i can have sex now and then we'll take it from there i know that last time after i had gracie i was stitched up a little bit too much and so it honestly it hurt yeah that was miserable it was so bad. Like there wasn't enough lubrication in the world to get Doug's penis to fit inside me. <laughs> no, like, she just had to get really drunk. That because then I wouldn't feel the pain of his penis going inside me. It felt like it just was very, very big. And I know that's TMI. So I'm sorry <laughs> if that makes you feel uncomfortable. Not me. <laughs> Doug is very happy to hear that. <laughs> he doesn't hear that every day. No. <laughs> you haven't seen my penis in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. So any advice on having sex after having a kid? Okay. So definitely all the lubrication you can get. I don't know. I like to be like all natural, at least as all natural as I can get. So honestly, even like coconut oil, we never tried coconut oil ourselves, but I've heard that that's a good natural lubrication. And I was thinking maybe we'll try that, but we've tried every kind of lubrication. And all I have to say is that after having a baby, definitely get the lube out (laughs) for having sex. And be spontaneous. I think you'd Cherish the moments where you have some time, you know, and especially having a kid, you know, can't really time it. You can't really plan for it. So try to be as spontaneous as possible because you only get so much of a break when they're napping. Yeah. And honestly, like Hendrix is still sleeping in our room with us. And we didn't let Henley go back to sleep in her own room until she was six months old. The doctor doesn't recommend it. So actually, the pediatrician said up to two years they could be in our room. (laughs) And Doug was like, I don't think so. We would have never had Hendrix. (laughs) Nope. No. So six months is like the earliest that they say to like transition the baby into their own room. And so at six months, we try transitioning Gracie. So it's hard to get intimate. We're not going to have sex with our baby in the room. That's for sure. Close the door on her. Yeah, we've definitely put Gracie. Well, when we were traveling, we've like rolled the travel crib, you know, into the bathroom, into the bathroom to close the door in the hotel room (laughs) so that we could be intimate without her in the same room as us. How has Henley been now that she is a big sissy? Is she reacting well to the change? And I would say right now, no. I would say yes. 
when you ask her, she's the best big sister ever. When you talk about it, she's very sweet and very kind talking about having a little brother. When it comes to us holding him, you know, like even today. She's still sweet. No, I know. But even today, like at dinner, you're holding him in the thing and she wants to get in your arms. There's nothing wrong with that, though. No, but I'm saying she's in the jealousy stage. It seems like she doesn't get the divvying up of attention. And I could give her all of the attention in the world, which I did. We were outside for like an hour straight. And then we came in and it's almost like she still thinks she has to fight for attention when Hendrix is around. And, you know, she's just, I think, a little tired. Wait, you believe that for real? You think that she thinks she has to fight for attention when Hendrix is around? I think that she doesn't know how to not be the center of attention. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's very normal the way she's behaving. I'm sure it is, too. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that she is putting on extra emotions now to get attention. Yeah, I mean, that's very true. It's hard to say if it's the baby or if it's just like quarantine or or... just teething or something. Yeah, it's really (laughs) hard to say. But she has quite the attitude, quite frankly, (laughs) for a two year old and whines more than you'd ever imagine. But anytime I have the baby and she says that she wants to get on my lap too, I will make room for her because I want her to know there's always room on my lap for her. You know, anytime that the baby's taking a bath and she wants to take a bath, she can hop in that tub too because I want her to know that she is just as important even with the baby. And so to be honest, I have been a little clueless myself on how to, and it's not like I've tried hiding that. (laughs) I think I've been very clear about just feeling like not being so confident and so sure of myself with two babies and how I'm going about this. So I've been following a certain Instagram profile. It's called Big Little Feelings on Instagram. And I actually invited them on the podcast because their tips are just unbelievable. And they're all like little nugget sized tips of wisdom and whatnot. And they're so really in layman terms. Like, yeah, like super easy to follow and yeah, understand. So they're Super not, direct and yeah. actual things that are coming up. Like anything that has happened so far, you go to their Instagram page and Jamie sends me all these like little quotes and tips and things. And it's like exactly what we're going through. Yeah, it's really cool. And so we've started to really like educate ourselves on how to best to handle this. And one of the things that Instagram handle says, by the way, it's not just some random Instagram handle. It's run by two toddler experts. And I definitely will have them on the podcast. But in any case, it just says to kind of treat her the same way that you always have, always make the room for her and all that. So that's what we're doing. And she's adjusting, I think, pretty darn well, given the fact that she's been the only child in the center of our universe. Right. And now quarantined and with us constantly, you know, she doesn't have that break with school or with anybody else. But Lily R. Holland writes, has a second baby strengthened your marriage? Doug, I'm gonna let you answer this one. I'm kind of curious what your answer is going to be. You know, I think that every day our marriage is strengthened. Having a second baby gave us a new sense of like dependence on each other and trusting each other. The quarantine has thrown that for a loop. You know, it's a whole different time. But I think after Henley, that certainly strengthened our marriage after having Hendrix and I think I could speak for myself watching Jamie with Hendrix and Henley. I mean, that puts me in admiration always with how great she is. And I think that has a very positive effect on our marriage. Oh, thank you. At first I was like, are you just giving some PC answer? No. Yes. It has strengthened our marriage. No, it's just it's different because it's, you know, like normal circumstances, we wouldn't be quarantined. Yeah. You know, I don't know. 
It's interesting. I definitely think that having a baby, like the minute I pushed him out and like held him, like I looked at you in awe. I loved you so much. I mean, I don't even know why. Like it's not like you did did anything, but like you were there for me and that meant the world to me. Yeah. And I do think that like we grew closer together, but then again, now it's a month later and <laughs> I'm just exhausted. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. It's like you start to not sleep and then you're just tired and I think we're handling it extremely well, but I think that you know, marriage is always something that should become strengthened and more strengthened day yeah, by day. That's exactly it. Like, I definitely think we could use more strength in our marriage. Yeah, for sure. It could probably start with the intimacy department, but <laughs> I've got two weeks to get yeah. my libido up, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think intimacy will just get everything back on track. Yeah. Uh, Candace <laughs> underscore Emma underscore Jones. We're moving on to you and your question. Yay. Have you been to South Africa? She's from South Africa. And what are other places you want to travel? We did go to South Africa. Yes. Doug, do you want to share about the pre-baby bucket list? Yeah. So I had a whole pre-baby bucket list, which is exactly how it sounds. I had a lot of things I wanted to do before having a baby and Jamie was ready to have a baby. And thankfully, I have the coolest wife in the world who then made this pre-baby bucket list a dream come true. And one of the things was to go to South Africa, swim with a great white shark, go on a safari. The only thing we didn't do was live with an indigenous tribe, which I can understand. But we did swim with the shark. We went and jumped out of a plane and went skydiving. We went on a ghost hunt. We did some really cool things, actually. But we have been to South Africa. We spent almost two weeks in South Africa in different parts and got a chance to get a sense of the culture and see all the beauty and everything and do some really fun stuff. But I think the next trip that we do is going to be up to Jamie. That's a great answer. I really like that answer. <laughs> I have always wanted to do like a cross country in an RV, totally like glamping style, like not in like a small car. It's not a trip. I'd go crazy. But like, no, I want to start from one coast and go to the other coast and have all these fun little excursions on the way. Like I've never been to the Midwest, really. Like I've been to Chicago, but I've never really been through let's say like Mississippi or... You we know. should just travel to the Grand Canyon because I think that's what you're talking about. I mean, I do want to go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I was, we were literally just having this conversation last night in bed. I don't even know what brought it up, but he asked <laughs> what I'd want to do if I did travel from one coast to the other. And I was like, I just want to see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> he was like, well, why don't we just go to the Grand Canyon then? <laughs> yeah. I would like to go see Egypt, uh, the pyramids, and then also Greece. I'm very much into the ancient structures. Yeah. I mean, I'm 100% down for that too, which makes us very compatible. We can travel together. Hey. Uh, how do you feel about Married at First Sight now? Do you feel some people are just doing it for fame? This is a loaded question because, yeah. man, it is tough. You know, it's difficult. I think it's different nowadays because people get a chance to watch seasons and they know what it is. For us, it was a different story, but you're always going to have that thought in the back of your head is this person doing it for just fame? And I think you can easily identify those people with the effort that they put in on camera. And I think that's the main point is that the couples that give it their all and try, even if they get a divorce, they were in it for the right reasons. The ones that just give up and almost get divorced beforehand, and it's usually one-sided within those couples, especially this past season, there's no question that it's you know about fame and getting some notoriety, but that's my take. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's really hard to say because it would be easy to say, yeah, now they know that they're going to be on Lifetime and get millions of viewers and all that. But then there's couples like Greg and Deanna who come out of it that are so, so sincere. And they saw seasons previously and 
not a chance they did it for fame. They honestly like don't even like the camera. It doesn't seem like they're just so genuine and real. And I could think of more couples like Jessica and Austin from the most recent season. I can't imagine either one of them did it for fame. Like they're both just kind of like giggly and goofy and (laughs) just looking for love and they found it and it just really worked out for them. And then, of course, there are some others that you question. You're like, why? Why Why even sign up? Yeah, like Zach, I can't help not trying to like, you know, point fingers, but I guess I'm pointing a finger (laughs) at Zach. Like, why did he go on the show? Who knows? I mean, a lot of people thought maybe he just did it for fame. And that's a true shame because if they do that and their partner like Mindy is really there for love and she's just hurt and destroyed. It's so sad. And speaking of Married at First Sight, we're actually on a show, a spinoff called Married at First Sight Couples Cam. So the nine couples who are still married we're all filming ourselves in quarantine and we're sending it over to the production company called Kinetic. And then it's on your TV screens. It's on Lifetime every yes. Wednesday at 8 p.m. So if you guys want to watch all the successful couples in our lives in quarantine. Nine of us. Yeah, nine of us in our home birth. Of course, yeah. we filmed that because that's what we did in it's quarantine. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we're definitely going to share that home birth on our Hot Marriage Cool Parents YouTube channel. But man, I wish I could edit it as fast as the Lifetime people can because (laughs) then I would actually have it up. The good thing is, though, that we filmed a lot. We filmed everything. because Literally everything. Yeah, because we didn't know what they were going to take or what they would want. And anything extra, we're going to be able to share on Hot Marriage Cool Parents on the YouTube channel. So we're sharing way more extra than what's actually going to be on Lifetime. But the nice thing is, is that Lifetime wanted to share the home birth as well. Yeah. And because they have a whole team of editors, <laughs> that's actually already going to have been aired by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah. And so you can see the home birth on Lifetime Married at First Sight Couples Cam is the show. Mm-hmm. But hopefully within a couple of months, I'll be able to have the YouTube video edited and we'll definitely be sharing it with you. Yeah, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I mean, I'm taking all the time to make sure that obviously <laughs> my vagina isn't hanging out <laughs> in it. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that for those that are comfortable sharing their vagina. <laughs> I'm just not right now. Right. And I think that because of the time that we're at, I think that we're going to have to split this up into two separate parts. Yes, because otherwise this is going to be yeah. like a I mean, two we, hour. Yeah. I didn't realize how many questions that we have and we really haven't done it rapid fire because we never ever do. It's always a nice thought, but we always expand on it. Well, the thing about it is, is I feel like it's a disservice to you to just answer with like a yes or a no answer. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you want more details. So we'll just share everything. Yeah, but I think we're going to split this up and answer the rest of your questions on the next episode. Absolutely. So some of the other questions that you guys had is, you know, do we stay in touch with a Married at First Sight family? How are we going to instill anti-racism into our children? Yeah, educate ourselves and our children on the Black Lives Matter movement. And then also about my HPV. <laughs> I really do <laughs> the share biopsy everything. biopsy and everything. Yeah. You guys are wondering about what that's like and what's happening with my HPV. So, of course, we're going to answer that. And another question is Hendrix's hair color <laughs> and names we that we would have see. had. I mean, there's so many questions that I really want to get to, but we're running out of time for today. So definitely stay tuned for next week and leave us a five-star review so we can give you a shout out on that episode. Yes, and to stay up to date with all things Hot Marriage Cool Parents, we have a YouTube page. You could also visit us on Instagram or at Jamie Ann Otis or at Doug Hayner. And we love you. And we also have a private Facebook page that I haven't quite gotten the chance to like really dig into, but I really want to focus on that because I think it's so cool that we can be in a discussion, whereas like Instagram, you can't really discuss things together like there's just comments which is great i still love instagram but i love that we can actually have a discussion and that you could post and bring up a discussion within it so we're really going to try to you know vamp that up some but any case 
Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again another week over here on Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Yes, stay safe and wash your hands with soap and water. Or you can use 70% or higher alcohol. I hear that kills the COVID. (laughs) All right, guys. We will talk to you next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.